Are you ready to hack your time? I'm Vicky and I am obsessed with course correcting everything that you've been taught about how to use your time because I know that you can create more success while having more fun and taking more rest. I went from doing all the things, working 80 hour weeks to creating a 15 hour work week. Listen and learn how to hack your time never have to say that you don't have time ever again. You too will learn how to accelerate without doing more today. Hello everybody, welcome. Today I am joined by the wonderful Jenna. She's going to introduce herself in a minute as we continue on the series um, where I've been bringing in my masterminders from the 15 hour work week. Um, So Jenna, go ahead and introduce yourself. I am Jenna Harrison and so pleased to be here. I am a business coach specializing in clarity. Mm, So good. So where I want to start with you is like in your decision to join, because your decision that you found me and then you decided to join and you actually acted quite quickly in everything. So do you want to share a little bit about what allowed you to make the decision aside from the fact that you are the clarity expert of course (laughs) I definitely trust my my intuition Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very um uh tuned in to it and I'm also very okay with whatever it tells me so we'll get that out of the way first I'm used to making decisions quickly however with you it was an interesting story because it all seemed to unfold so perfectly that that even if I hadn't had that um, experience and all of that practice in making decisions, I still think I just would have gone for it because it really was a friend, you know, happy, we happened to message, we had just met and she told me, you need to check out Vicki Louise. And so I thought, interesting, time scarcity has always been my thing. I know that. And so, yes, let me buy time hackers. So I bought time hackers, but I was too busy to look at it. (laughs) And I got on your list. And of course, I knew I was going to look at it at some point, just not right then, always. Mm -hmm. And I was on your list and I wasn't even opening all the emails, but one caught my attention. I opened it up. I said, this is absolutely me. And I clicked in and applied right then and there. Yes. So good. I think it's just such a powerful example of like, things don't take time. True. And really, like you say, like allowing yourself to make a decision. Obviously, this is something we speak about in the mastermind and gather the data from making the decision instead of trying to gather all the data before making the decision. Yes. Yes. And my results were already determined when I made that decision. Yeah, I already knew it was perfect for me. I already knew like there wasn't even a shadow of hesitancy or doubt. I was like, oh, this is what I need. So good. But what would you say to people who are listening who do have like some hesitancy and doubt about decisions that they're making? Then I would just say that's normal. Mm -hmm. And you're just building the muscle of your decision making. Mm. Right. And that doubt is not a reason to stop yourself from making the decision. Yes. Yeah. Because I think it's amazing to have no doubt, but I think it's also important to allow ourselves to have the doubt and not necessarily make that a problem. 
Right. Right. So good. Um, and what would you say is like been the biggest shift for you? So we're halfway through less than three months. What have you noticed? So many things. I was thinking about this beforehand. How in the world can I encapsulate this? Because every single call we have, I am completely enthralled, right? I'm scribbling pages and pages of notes and every single call. Well, and I've told you, there have been some times even where you've just shared an email with your list. And I feel like that alone has been worth the value of the mastermind, right? Every single thing is so mind blowing. Um, when I'm thinking back, there's there's been a huge shift in my um, I the things we always think we've already come so far on mm-hmm. are the ones that we have so much further to go on still, if that makes sense. So for me, I had already developed a practice of being very skeptical of my mind, mm-hmm. and this has just taken it to a completely new level. And so I'm thinking about the example of sitting in the consequences and my newsletter. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that is, is really what it's echoing is just this, it, I would say, like radical, um, radical self-responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that is what has come through in this mastermind of we turn everything back to ourselves And as coaches, so many of us are already familiar with this practice, but when you take it to time, which seems like such an external thing, it forces you to re-examine everything. Because if you can do it with time, then there's nothing you can't do it with. Yes. And I'm so glad you touched on that because I do, this is why, you know, as I was selling it, as I was was thinking, who is this really for? That really like struck me that this is for people that are already leaders this is for people that already are doing the work and love taking responsibility because what I think with time is like we don't know what we don't know and we don't know the ways we've been programmed around it from such a young age and I think like we can get it in theory but when we are implementing and practicing this on a weekly basis and challenging ourselves to really take that responsibility and where else am I giving time credit and where else am I, you know, giving, doing more credit or where else, like it just shows up in all the places. Um, And I think that, yeah, it's so mind blowing. Vicky, I have done so much work on time scarcity. (laughs) And the work I was doing was really um, kind of resolving these issues around my worth in terms of being productive, earning money, and so really separating out my worth. And I had gotten to the place where I had allowed myself to take a step back from, you know, growing my business so quickly, and really to just be okay with not working, right, Mm -hmm. not producing. And I did that, it was very difficult and uncomfortable for me, but it was an experience I wanted to have in my life. And then what I was never quite able to do was to bring back the same level of performance and action and still maintain that sense of detachment, right? And to not let myself get so caught up in the to-do list. And so I had never mastered that. It had never clicked. I'm not perfect at it. We're We're halfway through. And yet my mind has finally accepted it. Like I can finally see it 
I can finally see how it's possible. It's, it makes sense to me. And now I'm just, I'm just growing into it. Does that make sense? It does. And I think like what's really powerful in what you're saying is like, so a lot of us are hustlers or overworkers or high performers and we're used to that. And then, and then we give ourselves the option of slowing down, but it's like we go to the other extreme and we're like, if I slow down, I can't produce the results that I want to produce. And what we're doing in this mastermind is saying, no, 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 we slow down and produce the results that we want and more or more yes and that's where the brain is like very confused it's like okay I can see how we can do less and we can rest more but it's going to come at a price and that's the narrative versus like what if it comes at a benefit right right exactly that is so (laughs) mind-boggling and even I was thinking about we spoke about flow obviously in the mastermind recently And what was so interesting is, you know, you came with like, I'm actually going to stop using flow because flow is where I lose track of time. You want to share a little bit about what happened? Sure, sure. So I, um, I realized that we, we were talking about flow and I realized that what I do, for instance, when I sit down to create an an email. I'm not on social media. So when I sit down to create, um, you know, a lesson or a training or an email is that I get so involved in it that the time flies. And so when we started talking about flow, I felt this resistance because I thought, how in the world am I going to allow flow if I, you know, if I lose track of time in that way, right? Right. And what I started to realize through our conversation and coaching was that there are actually so many times where I can see evidence of a part of my brain keeping track of the clock, even if I'm not looking at the clock. Mm -hmm. Right. So like if I'm, you know, cooking something or boiling, you know, some water and it has to boil for a certain amount of time, inevitably I'll say, oh, isn't the timer about to ding? And it's, you know, 20 seconds out from digging. Right. And I hadn't allowed myself to see that evidence that there could be a part of my brain that could watch for me while the creative part of my brain can really let loose Mm. and step into that flow. Yeah. And it's like ways we like limit how powerful our brain is. And we just sit and like, this isn't possible because versus what you discovered, which is like, wait, I've already been doing this. Yeah. Yes. Actually have this skill. Yes. Well, can I can I tell the story about the sitting and consequences? Yeah. Because that was the biggest thing. All right. So I tend to I used to take about maybe four hours, sometimes even more, on a newsletter because it just wasn't coming. Like I I believed I had the story that I would somehow tap into something that I knew had to be said and it was so important. And when it came time to verbalize it. It wasn't a matter of writing. It was just that my, my, as I started to go, I would realize, oh, no, that's not the point I want to make. Or no, that's not the, that's not what I, I know there's something deeper that I haven't gotten to yet. And so my brain, I would feel this freeze action happen. Like I'd be going, going, going in flow, and then it would just freeze up. And what you suggested to me was that maybe that was, um, maybe that didn't need to happen. 
right? And that maybe what I could do was tell my brain, brain, you have an hour, and if not, you're done. And I, like, we're going to send it. And I really resisted that. Do you remember? I was like, no, Vicky, believe me, I've tried that. And it's not like it's just B minus. It's like, you wouldn't even understand what I'm saying. It's an F. And you said, yes, and send it anyway. Send it anyway, because as soon as your brain knows that you're really going to follow through on that, it will all of a sudden show up for you. And I did. I said, okay, challenge accepted. I am willing to do this. I will just send it out. And I got it done. It was amazing. I mean, I've never seen, I've never been so onto my brain before where I was like, oh, you sneaky thing. You've been doing this to me the whole time and you are really capable of doing it. And I remember in that, in that hour, I felt that happen again where the gears just ground to a halt. And I remember thinking, nope, not going to happen. And I stood up and I moved my body. I did some squats, right? And I'm like, we're going right back into it. This is getting done. And there was just this point, I think, where my brain was like, oh, all right, she's on to me. Let's do it. Yeah. Amazing. So amazing. And it's such a powerful point because when we tell ourselves we can't do something, our brain thinks adding more time is going to like be a factor in us not failing or going to save us somehow. So we never actually, you know, push through because our brain's like, we need the more time and we don't ever want to let ourselves fail or send out that F email or, you know, D minus email Mm. or whatever. So we always compensate. It's like a a kid that you always like you you always do their homework for them and then they never figure out how to do their homework like of course it feels better for you and the kid in the short term to pass it seems to take less time but like eventually you're not going to be able to do their homework I'm thinking about like when they're like 13 doing chemistry it's like oh well now I can't help you sorry (laughs) so the sooner that we allow them or us to feel disappointment, to experience failure, to experience even embarrassment or humiliation or whatever it is, the sooner we learn from it. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly what you said is like the reality is, so you want to be willing to, to feel all those things and do those things. But re- the reality is your brain is not going to let you let fail. You. Like you mm-hmm. are actually capable of doing it. And what I love when you shared that in the group is like, you started to have different ideas, the idea to get up and move. Like, it sounds so simple, but your brain was problem solving from like, we are committed to doing this. And that didn't mean, so I have to sit at the computer screen and stare at it. And that's it. It meant being creative and open. And it's like counter to your brain being like, this normally takes us four hours. We've only got an hour. Why would we get up in the middle and go for a walk around? But you knew. Yeah, such a great observation. I hadn't thought of it in that way. I I was thinking of it in sort of me against my brain in that moment, but you're absolutely right, which is another thing that you've been sharing with us, right? And but I now I love thinking of it in terms of that part of my brain was problem solving for me. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the things I've seen in everyone in the group and in the community. It's like, not doing things how we've always done them and just trying to cram them into less time that's not how you create a 15-hour work week it's this openness and this play and this experimental and like I think that's what I'm seeing in all of you that's allowing you all to move so fast and learn so much so quickly it's 
it's the experimentation, it's the play, it's this kind of thing. Right. And I remember once it really sunk in when you said, don't, with your current 40 hour mindset, don't hire a team because you're just going to pass those same habits on and it will be amplified. That really sunk in with me. I, I, I really resonated with that. Yeah. I literally. Okay. (laughs) I did it. I tried it. I was like, this doesn't work. So yeah. Um, And I think it is a lot of the messaging out there is like scale by hiring or scale by automating or delegating or any of these things and it's like you know obviously the thing that we've spent the most time on is the mindset the 40 hour versus the 15 because as long as we are in those habits of time more time is better doing more is better than suddenly just everyone around us is busier and yeah we're just overseeing more things yes yes absolutely yeah um how would you say it is for you like being in the community what would you say like what are you learning what are the advantages what what's going on there I I adore the community so I have not had an opportunity before to be in a room of six-figure earners Mm. and to watch their brains Mm -hmm. and it is amazing like such a high level of thinking and self-coaching and Vicky you are absolutely amazing you absolutely take it to another level but I notice I'm sitting back and I'm watching as you coach somebody, they're helping you coach them, mm. right? Like they're actively working through it at the same time. And so, and I love when, when, you know, you'll, you'll finish a coaching and then someone else will come on and say, you know what, I just had something I wanted to offer as well. Mm. It feels like we've got this whole team yeah. together, right? Rooting for us and that we're all, um, we're all we're all thinking at a higher level and it's really just lifting the whole group up. And you did such a beautiful job just modeling for me how a group could be laid out because you very intentionally at the beginning set that stage for us in terms of this is what it means to choose to feel safe in this group, Mm -hmm. right? This is who I'll never forget. Like, is this group creating these leaders or does it attract these leaders? Like, do you already have this within you? And that's why you were attracted to it. And so you're just, you're being the pioneer that you are, you're being the visionary that you are, right? It really set this stage for like, we are doing something special here. You created this very cohesive group mentality from day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's so important when we like go into a group or we, we you know, we decide a result we want to create, we invest in it that we don't think, we don't outsource the credit or responsibility to time or to the mastermind leader or to the other people or to any of it. And it's really like, if everybody comes in and sees themselves as having value, as being a pioneer, as contributing, it raises the whole standard. And one of my favorite things with you all is like, is the engaging, like it's a true mastermind. A true mastermind is minds masterminding together. It's not like everyone learning from one person. And I yes. think that's what we're seeing in this room. And even I'll just share on, on the podcast, I don't just have tech issues on webinars. I literally got pulled out the room um, <laughs> this week and I came back in a minute later and it was like there was coaching still happening. It was like ongoing, like everyone will um, step up and everyone has value. And I think when you are seen that way, you stop waiting for something 
to happen and you start leading and when you are leading you are still failing forward and trying and experimenting and all of this stuff but it's like such a different energy to like a graspiness and a need from the container or anything like I really don't see that in the community at all yes and you 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 model the time efficiency so well because the training right now that you're giving us it's maybe that five minutes at the beginning of a call it's really just a thought right Mm -hmm. it's 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 so there's so much in it but it's so um simple right and then so it's not like we just sit there and listen to you and take down all the notes right this is you put this thought out there and immediately everybody is is bouncing that off against their own way of thinking right and they're already starting to work through the problem and then they're questioning it and so really that's what happens in the rest of the call is just our own minds like coming to grips with this this possibility this idea you've put out there as possibility yeah i'm so glad you shared that actually because i do think you know, we have this idea, we need to like learn lots of information and read all the books, but really how this program is created is everything I stand for. It's like less is more. And what's the least, instead of what's the most information I can give you, what's the least information I can give you that's going to propel you forward to where you want like the furthest. So it's not just like, you know, it's like that balance. So actually, yeah, it's fun to have that said back to me. It's It's amazing to watch. Right. It's amazing to think of how much value and how much learning I've absorbed from mm. so little instruction, mm-hmm. but very intentional instruction. And that's exactly what we're doing in our business is creating that high level thinking, yes. right? Where we are able to tell our people, right, to lead our, our people with this, you know, uh, with just this beautiful framework. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, it literally is how we create the 15-hour work week as well. It's like really sitting in what's the least that I can do for the most impact. What's, you know, versus I think often what we've been taught is like do more. And then like, for example, if you think of this question, how do you guarantee your success in anything? What most people will tell you is do a hundred things like do more and what we're saying in this room is like no 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 we're taking that as an option how do you then guarantee your success without doing more and that's where it starts to like really challenge our brain um right right and I just think of so many people in our group that are on social media and we're coming from that background of they're in launches and doing things and they'll say well, I'm so used to, I have to write this many emails. I have to do this many things. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but do you Yeah, really? Right. What if it's about the power? Well, and then we start questioning what is driving the results? What truly is driving the results? And just to think that really it could be just the power of your words when you show up a few simple times, right? Mm -hmm. That can generate results. Mm -hmm. That can generate results. Yeah, well, I think you're even an example here. Like you read one email from me. Yes, right. Exactly. Like guarantee I wrote on the day in 10 minutes, right? Like it wasn't yes. a big plan and everything. So yeah, that's powerful. Right. right. And actually you touched on this earlier and I bet a few people listening if they're entrepreneurs were like, wait, what? She doesn't have social media? Which I think is brilliant because it's, it's such an example of, 
leadership and doing things your own way and doing what you want to do and not listening to the noise when the noise is you have to be on every social media platform so share a little bit about that well my site is called the uncommon way and so (laughs) and so I like to walk my my talk there and yeah there was a time in in my life and business when um I was off social media. It's probably something I'll be returning to, but for very intentional reasons and not because I believe I need it to get clients. And so I just chose to have a business that was based on uh, SEO and Google. And I absolutely believe that we, we are, that it's okay for us to go with the things that we, that we gel with. Mm -hmm. right rather than trying to force ourselves to be right um to be everything that we're supposed to be so instead of you know improving our deficiencies we can just keep doubling down on our gifts Mm. right and our own superpowers and really lean into that and that that can be absolutely enough which is what i've proven proven for myself yeah and just like I want everyone to really hear that like you don't need to improve on all your deficiencies you can double down on what you are good at like I I think that's like a really common thing when we're entrepreneurs and we're because the 15-hour mastermind is only open to entrepreneurs um and we are wearing all the hats and then we like don't know how to like necessarily let go of the hats put some of the hats down put some of the hats away we're never going to use them again (laughs) and I think a lot of it is like we're forcing and pushing ourselves to be good at things instead of just doubling down where we already excel and letting those results compound so I just want to reinforce that for everyone listening and the other thing that you said that I love just then was you said and I can come back to it because guess what all of our decisions are fluid not like signing our lives away here or predicting our 10-year future but you said um I don't need it to create clients, which is, I I know so many entrepreneurs are listening that are thinking I have to do social media because that's where the clients are, which is such Mm -hmm. a different energy to like, no, when I want to do it, I'll do it, but I'm not doing it because I need to. Right. Right. And a different energy than clients are absolutely everywhere. Right. What you have is one of a kind, Mm -hmm. right. They will come find you. Mm -hmm. because it's one of a kind right and the truth is if you believe you need that to get clients you do yeah and 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 not only do you need it to get clients but you also then approach that platform from need yes you're not even working that well (laughs) yes yes exactly it is a vicious cycle versus um versus just being in a place where you believe that clients come to you right or that you find clients however you want to think about it I'm completely agnostic there but um your brain will find evidence and will create the the roadmap that you give it yes and and this probably comes through on your newsletter and on your website and everywhere else as well it's like versus I think when you're thinking like I want to help people right? Mm. It's a very different place to create from. It's yeah. a very different place to show up, to work yes. from. Yes, yes, it is, it is interesting. I mean, I just have very different thoughts about what creates clients than, than so many entrepreneurs I see, right? Yeah. To me, it's really about resonance. Yeah. Resonance creates clients. 
Mm. My favorite thought is I create clients in my sleep because then it allows me <laughs> more and clients. And, it, and because I have clients all over the world, like it's literally true. Like I tend to wake up a lot of mornings with like a client and it's like, great. I just create clients in my sleep. Even though That's it's like, brilliant. right? Isn't it a good one? Yes, 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 yes. And, and it really is like you say, you know, clients come from residents like you for everyone listening, you get to decide where clients come from. Don't. Mm. And when you're doing it from like following someone else's strategy or someone else's how to and it's not what you want, you have to think like, is that really where you want to be investing your belief, your energy, your time into like fueling this belief that, I don't know, TikTok creates clients if you like hate TikTok just get to decide a different way right right that reminds me of how you shared with us like it's not the shower that creates your brilliant ideas right <laughs> it's the, it's the openness and the and the um and the thoughts you're thinking right the feelings you're creating while you're in the shower that allow the ideas to come yes. so brilliant right <laughs> I'm going to have to and also it reminds me when you said you create clients in your sleep, my brain immediately went to, ooh, I'm going to have to start reminding myself that I create clients in my downtime. Mm. Because downtime is something that's been really challenging for me to, to accept mm -hmm. in my life. And so I love that because, you know, as you've shown us, we need to learn to value our downtime as much as our work time. And we're never going to allow ourselves to take that downtime if we don't build those beliefs around how essential it is for us. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And it's, and it is, it's like an, I think of it like a detox away from the idea that productivity is related to sitting at an office desk or mm writing an email or doing something it's that, that whole narrative and we are seeing I think more and more of these conversations happening which is really great but yeah it's one thing to say like you don't have to be productive all the time it's another thing to say everything can be productive like watching Netflix can be productive <laughs> yes yes which is true so often like I'll stumble across a, a master class or something or some series and I'm like this is brilliant right? It's a, it's a sports coach talking, for instance, but I'm like, whoa, there you go. Yeah. Like when I was pregnant and I took a lot of time off again, I decided to start rewatching Suits. And I was the person for years that was like, I will never watch series because they are just such a time suck. I like movies. Yes. Like you'll never watch them. But in the yes. first episode, he said, and um, um, I don't remember the quote exactly, but he said something to him, like he was asking him a question with a gun to your head. What do you do? You, and and the kid said something like as though there was only yes or no and he said there's 150 different options so even like not yes. the obvious thing on Netflix can be so <laughs> powerful like that stuck with me I'm like oh there's always 150 options we think it's like yes or no but there's a million options so just a fun example to put out there yeah. yes yes so good yes and after as our as we go into our rest time we'll talk about this again and then yeah. when we come back, I will have some fun series that I was watching. Exactly. And, you'll be like, <laughs> and wow. I'll share my favorite quote with you. 
exactly so that's what I wanted to ask you next so obviously you've achieved so much already and you know doing amazing in the community and everything what do you think like what's next for you as we go into the rest and then the second half of the program yes I am going to take evenings and weekends off Mm. yes I am and well I actually right now for sure I'm doing something starting um starting tonight, as a matter of fact. So I have been building out my own group program and course and curriculum, because I didn't have your example beforehand. So mine was heavy (laughs) in content creation. (laughs) Um, It's very comprehensive. Let's put it that way. It's very comprehensive. Mm -hmm. So I'm finishing that today. Amazing. And I am taking a week off. Mm. Yes. Yes, it still feels odd to say it like that's how I know I'm stretching myself it still feels odd I'm taking a week off and that's something I just never even would have considered in the past in the past it would have been like well you finally got that done hurry up on all the stuff you haven't been doing yeah like what's next (laughs) right right as opposed to go girl you have I oh and I love oh my goodness can I don't know if I Oh, I just have to share. I just have to share. Won't even ask permission. So <laughs> you sent me a gift yeah. when I joined yeah. and it was the most beautiful. It brings tears to my eyes still, but it was, it was flowers. And the card was not from you. It was from me. Mm-hmm. It said from your future self. And, um, and it said, thank you for how you've shown up during this process. And so as I've done this, I've, I've been able to to think in that way of my future self saying, thank you for how you're showing up in this. Um, because there is a people pleasing part of me that says like, I, I wish that I were, you know, adhering to the 15 hours and I'm, I'm failing because I'm still working nights on this project. And I've chosen to see that differently mm-hmm. and to work on my mindset, even as I'm still in this period and um anyway i bought myself some flowers to from my future self to thank me for how i've shown up during this period and from that place i was able to think about rewarding myself with this rest period which mm-hmm. is not not the way i usually work yeah not the way I, I do i usually do yes and we actually spoke about this on the last call about like we reward ourselves with rest and then yes. we rest, and then we get to start with rest and it's like yeah I think this is like the process of like rest is bad rest is wasteful I should be productive and like and detaching from that to literally creating it and it is it's a huge deal to someone who never takes time off to be like I'm gonna take a week off Yes, it is. And, and you're right. That's a great point about this. It, it is coming from a place of reward for hard work. And so that's why the taking the, the, the future goal is really like really having my boundaries around nights and weekends. Yeah. And also taking like I've, I'm building into my calendar on purpose, like I'm restructuring everything so that Wednesdays are no call days mm-hmm. um, so that at least once a month I have it blocked off as a vacation day yeah. for myself right I'm, I'm building that in so that I constrain in that way and that I practice the um, the belief as I'm in it that this is so worthwhile that this is so important that this is so necessary yes and and I remember the very first coaching I ever got with you was that you know you'd you'd 
put this out there for us to think about. And I, I remember being with my son and just feeling <laughs> really bored at, you know, not, not thinking about work, like really just watching him play with the, you know, do the thing for the hundredth time that he was showing me that he could do and, or was just even doing by himself, not engaged with me. And I just had this urge to stand up and fold the clothes, his clothes that were on the dresser, right? It felt so unproductive, really, or un, it, not just unproductive, but unnecessary. I was like, I can still be watching with watching him and engaging with him. And I can still be thinking about work as I fold the clothes. Like, why wouldn't I be doing all that at the same time? And we coached through that. And I remember like, I remember this feeling of just sitting with the discomfort, right? And and allowing myself to be there and to know that I was building different beliefs for the future and why it was so important for me. And now I'm at a place where when I have that time with him, what I do and I still sometimes yawn, right? And I and I now I think of it as this is so deliciously relaxing for my body that I, that I feel sleepy. And I remember when I used to breastfeed him and I learned that those, those um, hormones get triggered in our body that make us feel very relaxed and would make a, you know, a new mom want to actually sit there longer with their child and nurse. And I think this is a recreation of that. This is my body releasing these relaxation hormones. And it's like the most nourishing thing Mm. for both of us. Yeah. And it's like, you literally led that by changing your brain. Yes. Yes. So good. Wow, there's so many nuggets there for everyone listening of just like allowing true presence and like that building that skill. Um, And yeah, like- And it not coming easy, right? And being willing to sit in the discomfort, which is, you know, I had your support, right? To do that to know that it's not just supposed to be easy necessarily it's okay that it feels uncomfortable and that's such an important point because I think so often people think like rest or hanging with your kids or not hustling and you're like I'm going to feel amazing it's like you're going to feel terrible it's a yeah. detox it's a <laughs> detox like it's a, it's like an unlearning and a, and a new birthing and whenever we do something like that our brain is resistant so I think having that compassion for ourselves and allowing ourselves when you even said sitting in discomfort, remind me sitting in consequence, sitting in discomfort, like the way to create change is through these bumps a little bit. And we don't allow ourselves the bumps or we think the bumps shouldn't be there. Then we stay doing what we've always done. And that's what I love when you said about how you're going to have like your Wednesday day off and evenings and weekends and this week off, it's like, you are going to do it and it's going to be uncomfortable and that's not <laughs> going to be a problem. We're all going to support you through it and you're going to learn from it. And that's what I'm excited about for you for the rest period and for what we create in the second half of the mastermind. Absolutely. Like this week that I'm taking off, I'll be honest with you. I'm not like, woohoo, taking a week off, yeah. vacation, going to Bora Bora. No, I am very much in the, what the hell am I going to do with myself? Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be, it's so awkward. What do I even want to do? Um, I have a few things, but right, I, I'm anticipating those those thoughts already. And then I, I just reframed it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to post a picture in the group of my toes in the bathtub, 
yeah. right? With my with my congratulations flowers right there. I'm gonna be like, this is me at 10:30 on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. Thanks for coming on and sharing so many good stories and lessons and everything for everyone. Is there anything that you would say to anyone? Um is there anything you want to share that we've not brought up? Is there anything that you would say to anyone who's thinking about it and thinking that maybe they can't? Like, what what else would you want to tell them? Yeah. Um, I just would love to offer that this work is so, uh, so, goes so far beyond productivity training that this is absolutely life-changing. I feel like it's the kind of thing just where every woman maybe needs to recognize the patriarchy, right? At least to acknowledge that it's there and to see how it's, this is the work that every single human Mm -hmm. needs to experience. Like we have got to change the way we have been doing things because I think it's killing us as a society. And I know for certain, it's just um, robbing us of so much like life. Mm, yeah. yeah. This is the work. This is the work of our, of our generation, I think. This is what we're here to do. Um, and we're the first ones, like you said. We're the pioneers, but someday everyone will recognize that this is, this is how we work. Yes. So fun. Well, thank you so much for being here. I want you to let people know about you and your business and how they can work with you and where they can find you. Okay. Uh, Theuncommonway.com. I'm Jenna Harrison. I'm really not on social, although you can look at The Uncommon Way everywhere and check out all the things I've done in the past. Um, But if you arrive on my site, you'll know right away. Um, because that is what I'm talking about with resonance. Mm -hmm. And so you'll either know if I'm for you or not for you. And if you'd like to consider that journey for yourself in your own business, then I'd love to talk. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jenna. And thank you everyone for listening. This has been so fun. I feel like I've learned a lot just by listening to you. And I feel like I've learned a lot just by having this conversation. This is like an extra coaching call. It's so good for the brain to really reassess everything that's happened over the last few months. It's been life-changing. Yeah, well, it's like, this is what I have you guys do after our calls as well. And after everything, it's like, sometimes we're so busy in the things that we miss the opportunity to like sit and reflect and like really it's like compounding um the results so yeah I'd definitely say that was a little bit of what was going on in my brain when I invited you all as well (laughs) (laughs) so good all right lovely people see you next week hey if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated, supported, and coached, of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickilouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.